This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We got a conversation here that I've been looking forward to ever since I read about this yesterday. Um, Think about this for just a second. If you've got a if you've got a vehicle that's built, geez, I don't know. It's got to be in the last twenty years, I would think. Um, the car, the truck, the SUV—I don't care what it is. Essentially, what you're talking about here is a computer, or you know, a, a bunch of computers on wheels, right? And, and like so many of the devices that we use every day, the tech devices, all of these different computers and sensors and cameras and microphones are are collecting data from you constantly don't think too hard about the microphone or the cameras in the car because because that can get scary really really quick now to make matters worth there, there there's almost no protection of your data among car manufacturers like none at all that's according to a new report from the uh, mozilla foundation a report titled privacy not included and here to help us make sense of all this we have jen Coltrider, who is the study's research lead jen thank you so much for joining us i appreciate your time yeah, thanks for having me. Reading through this report was a little unsettling. I, I, I've got to tell you, Jen, uh, I mean, the vehicles are basically, they're data collecting devices. Sure, they get you from point A to B, but boy, they're gathering a lot of info, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The cars, the vehicles themselves, the connected services you use in the vehicles, the apps, um, everything's collecting as much data. And somehow the car companies manage to fly under the radar and have privacy policies that say they can collect as much data and use it, share it, and even sell it um, very broadly, which is really scary. It is, yeah, and we'll get to that in just a second. But like you say, you know, a, a lot of these devices, I don't know if your iPad, your watch, whatever, a lot of these things, they're, they tell you what, what they're going to be doing, and you can opt in. You, when you get into your vehicle, it's not like you really have a lot of choice. I mean, these devices are built in. They're part of the operation. I mean, you don't get asked if you want to use the camera or the microphone typically, do you? No, choice is a really big question with with these cars because, like you said, I mean, nobody reads a privacy policy before no. they, they buy a car. And then you, you sign a bunch of documents, you're in your car, away you go. And, you know, some of the privacy policies we read said something simply as being a passenger in a car, they would consider a user of their connected services. And if you're a user, you consent to their privacy policy. So yeah, it's it's kind of scary because, uh, and you also don't see the data being no. collected. It's it's very quietly done. And you reached out to automakers and asked them about what they do with the data and what data they collect. And uh, pretty shocking, right? I mean, tell us about Nissan. That's the one that you cite in the report, which I think what w- what they came out and back and told you. I mean, they're they're not hiding anything here, Jen. Yeah, well, it's even it's even worse than that. You know, we we reviewed Nissan's privacy policies. You know, they're publicly available information that people can look at. And when we started looking into it, we saw that Nissan says in their privacy policy that they can collect data on users, which includes things like sexual activity, 
um, citizenship status, race, um, a genetic information. And you're like, what? Like, why does a car company need to say they could collect that information about me? And then we reached out to Nissan to follow up with privacy questions and, and they never got back to us. They, they didn't answer our questions. So, you know, their privacy policies raise, raises more questions than, than it answers when it comes to things like, why are you collecting sexual yeah. activity and, and how? Yeah, how? That's the big question, right? Um, now, you compared autos and, and data collection and protection and privacy and all the rest with other devices, right? And it's the worst. It's the worst of the worst, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've starting back in 2017, Privacy Not Included has reviewed, you know, fitness trackers and smart speakers and ebook readers and robot vacuums and all mental health apps, all kinds of connected um, consumer products. And this is the first category of products we've reviewed where every single product earns our privacy not included warning label, which means that consumers don't have any good choices when it comes to privacy in our modern cars. Not one? Not one of them meets what your group deems to be the minimum privacy standards? Not one. Oh, no. boy. Um, now, okay, so they've got all this data, and they readily admit that, yeah, we've got the data, and we'll do with it what we want. We'll share it. We'll even sell it, right? Yeah, they can say they, they say they can share it, um, you know, for things that, you know, we're kind of used to, right, uh, advertising. Um, they also go on to say that they can do what, what might be considered selling data so that other people can use their data to advertise to you or, or data brokers can get it and, and make more money off of it. Um, one of the things that really scared me in the privacy policies was when you think about all the data cars can collect, where are you going, how many people are in the car, how much you weigh, you know, microphones, cameras facing in, cameras facing out, and then you read privacy policies from companies that say they can share your personal information with law enforcement and government based hmm. on something as simple as a formal or informal request, not a court order, an informal request from government. And then you get that's that's when having the cameras and the microphones and the location tracking in, in cars starts to get really scary. I mean, what is a how do we solve this problem? Should we be given the opportunity to opt in or opt out? I mean, I'm sure a lot of these things are done under the guise of safety, right? And convenience. There's all these sorts. The sensors are there's a million of them on a vehicle. So how do we go about trying to control what they do and how they do it? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take away. I just bought a, a modern car recently, and it has some great, you know, backup cameras are, are wonderful. And, yeah. you know, having you live somewhere cold and being able to remotely start your car and get in it if it's warmed up is wonderful. Um, so there's there are good things. Safety um, is wonderful. But car companies have kind of bundled, the you know, these convenience and safety features with this rampant data collection and don't give people a chance to, to opt out. Um, an example would be uh, a line from Tesla's privacy policy where they say, hey, a lot of our people buy our cars because they're connected. But if you want to opt out of data collection for privacy reasons, you can. And then they go on to say in that same paragraph, oh, but your car might not work or it might not get safety updates. So it might be dangerous. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's not a choice. That's <laughs> not how it should be. Um, so, yeah, consumers don't have a lot of good options, which is why we want to see the policymakers and the regulators step up and step up now, because I feel like we're all behind them. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, the automakers in response to this kind of reporting said, listen, it, it's not just us. We've got this patchwork of regulations. We're not breaking any laws. I mean, the rules aren't clear. So there, that's part of the problem here, right? We need regulators to come up with something that sort of lays down the law of the land, don't they? 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, companies are right. As long as they can get away with this and make money off of it, they're going to. And consumers are going to feel sad and frustrated that they don't have any power and keep giving up more and more privacy. And that's eventually that's going to bite us all in the butt. I think (laughs) we've got to push for for better standards. Well, it was an eye opener for me, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time.